sorry. Take it from the top. I wish I could put my fist through this whole blouse of beef and Hello, and welcome to episode 55, yes, 55 yeah. of Lousy Beautiful Town, where we are 10% star and 90% wars. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're still putting our fists through things. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Abby. Hello. What's up? What is it's your been shirt a hot say? It's, the mighty... it's Captain... It- the mighty Captain Marvel. Okay, I thought it said Captain Urkel. <laughs> I can't really see the bottom of the M from the video that we have. And I was like, that's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's just like Julia White. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. That'd Amazing. be great. Yeah. Anyway. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been Again. A, like two months, I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens when I'm in school. You have another mm-hmm. podcast. Technically, I have another podcast, too, but <laughs> I haven't recorded for that in like months either. Mm. Um, and yeah, I started a new job and I decided starting a new job and trying to go to school full time at the same time was a great idea and it was a terrible mm. idea, so... Well, you had to get the fuck out of that other job, so. Yeah, things are much better. It's great. It's yeah. going very well. Um, I'm very tired, yeah. but I'm very happy. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, and I've been dealing with a lot of dumb shit at work for the past several months, so. Hopefully we'll uh, get you out, too. <laughs> yeah, that's been my psyche lately. <laughs> yes, you have an, a very exciting um, event coming up next week. <gasps> I do! We're gonna. It's gonna be less bigger tit, less big titties. <laughs> next week, VT pod, less big titties, uh, which is my second favorite way that somebody has. Uh, that was Holly, our friend Holly, who did uh, less big titties. Um, but my favorite other uh, acronym, like meaning for LBT, is a uh, loser booty titties, and that is from my friend Jenna. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Who came up with Let's Be Thirsty? Was that Holly too? Or was that B? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We're going to have a Y'all lot of great stickers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, um, on the topic of stickers, we are... Oh, we I didn't mean, really say what my major event is next week. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about um, that first. If you couldn't figure it out, uh, <laughs> I'm getting my, I'm getting my boobies reduced. Yay. I'm getting a breast reduction on the 14th of July, and we're recording this on the 6th, so a week from tomorrow, <gasps> and I'm very excited. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Remember we talked about this in the the series of episodes we did with Meg about phobia and diet culture and how like that was affecting you being able to even get to the point of making an appointment to even talk to Mm -hmm. a doctor about it. Um, Yeah. And here you are. Yeah. I guess, I guess to kind of like follow up on that then um, that, yeah, like 
fat phobia was a huge reason, like medical fat phobia in particular is a huge reason why I was like avoiding even just making a consult because I just, I didn't want to go to a consult and pay for it and hear them just tell me to lose weight. Um, even though like my titties are always this big. Um, (laughs) and I did a lot of researching into a lot of plastic surgeons, um, that were with in driving distance of my area. Um, and like tried to find one that was more geared towards like, I didn't, I don't want to say like, I was like looking for a only women run kind of place because, Ooh, that's what I need to feel comfortable. It's just more like, I felt like they'd get it more, yeah. you know, like yeah. other people who also have breasts. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I found one and she like, she had like, like little video series on her, um, website kind of answering people's questions and stuff like that and then had also done one like had done a video um talking about like younger uh patients so patients in their 20s like their concerns about breast reductions and talking about that and that was kind of like what hooked me because it's perfect yeah there i didn't see anything else like that on other people's websites um of like yeah, you can be a 26 year old and get a breast reduction, even though like you haven't had kids yet or, you know, this, that or the other thing. And like, here's also some common things that people are scared about. Like you won't be able to breastfeed, but you know, usually people who get a breast reduction can go on to breastfeed and stuff like that. Um, and so that already made me feel better going mm-hmm. in. Cause that was another worry is that people are going to be like, well, you haven't had kids yet. And the thing that they and always it, tell everybody with a right. uterus, it's like, oh, well, you can't right. make this decision yet until you have 2.5 children. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And it's just like, um, I, when I have kids, they're going to be bigger then. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Um, oh, and so that, that was another fear <laughs> is like, yeah, people like a doctor being like, no, but like, what about when you want to have kids and you want to be able to breastfeed, right? And blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> my surgeon's a little like in your face. Like she kind of lacks some social skills, but that's okay. Um, it's a lot she's of doctors just, and surgeons, just, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just very like straight and to the point. Like she wants nothing else other than your immediate answer. And it's just like, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but like, she was wonderful. The patient care coordinator was incredible. Like she had also gotten a breast reduction. So I got to talk with her with about it for a little bit. They did everything they could to get insurance to cover it because I did say like, you know, a huge concern of mine is that they're going to say to just lose weight. Um, and my doctor was like, yeah, that's really common for insurance companies, but we f- will fight them. Good. Like, we will fight them because, like, because I brought up, I'm like, they want me to lose weight. How am I supposed to do that? I can't fucking do cardio because my titties are going to hit me in the face. <laughs> like, I don't want to wear, th- I already have to double bra sometimes just in regular life. I don't want to wear like three to go run on a treadmill. Mm-mm. It nope. sucks. Nope. <laughs> sucks. So, um, yeah, that ex- that experience has gone very well. Um, my, my pre-op appointment went really well. So 
operation is next week. And then the day after is my post-op. But my surgeon's been really great. Um, and the, I mean, the again, I can't sing the praises enough for the patient care coordinator because she's just like, no, nah, we're going to fight tooth and nail. Like, and apparently they really didn't have too many issues. Oh, like good. the Yeah, like the insurance claim came back like, yes, this is medically necessary. And I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, yeah, and thankfully insurance covered a good portion of the surgery. So I only had to pay like 460 some odd dollars out of pocket. That's so, really good. That's really good. Um, to be fair, you shouldn't I, have to pay anything in my opinion. You're right. But Absolutely. that is that's great for our stupid, shitty healthcare system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I had started saving in the case that insurance wouldn't cover it because you can still get it done, but then it's a cosmetic surgery, and insurance yeah. won't cover cosmetic. Yeah. Um, and it would have been like forty five hundred, five thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, just for the surgeon fee. Yeah, that's not including, not including hospital fees and medication anesthesia and yeah so all that yep that adds up real quick that's good i'm so happy for you me too you made it happen now if if only we can do this for so many other things right (laughs) like i had a really bad day at work that day like the day i was like fuck it i'm signing up to get a consult i had a really bad day at work and that was like my little pick me up Um, and then got the consult scheduled that day. Um, and then flash forward a good couple of weeks. I had a really bad day at work on a Monday. And then the next day I was like, I just need a win today. Like yesterday fucking sucked. I need a win. Uh, and then I got the call that the insurance had approved it. So I'm just like, Oh, this is meant to be. (laughs) I'm so happy. I'm so excited. (laughs) I think I kind of keep forgetting that it's going to be real. Yeah. That this time in it, two weeks from now, my breasts won't be the size that they are right now. And that's like a weird thing to feel. <laughs> You'll have to talk about, well, we probably won't record <laughs> for another, like <laughs> two months again, but you'll have to talk about it, your experience. So, mm-hmm. so I feel like, I mean, like, we have a mutual friend that went through this and like I've talked with her about this. So you two are the Mm -hmm. only people that I like know. And you know, you two are the only people that I've talked to about this and like any, Mm -hmm. any, like I wouldn't even know where to look for that kind of information. And I know other people definitely probably feel the same way. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's possible. (laughs) Yeah. It can happen. I'm, I'm just really, I'm really excited. I think now it's like really settling in. Like, oh my God, this is an actual thing. This isn't, it's not a hypothetical anymore. Yeah. Or it's not like super far away or we're just right. waiting for approval. Oh my God. Yeah. Like the day I got the call that I had gotten the approval, they were like, oh, we can schedule you for mid-June. Mm. It was at the end of May that they called me wow and they were like we can get you in by mid-june and i was like holy shit but then i was like i already am booked out through most of june i don't yeah. want to cancel a bunch of appointments can we try for like july and yep july 14th cool 
Wow, that's really. I thought it was gonna be a couple months. Yeah, I for sh- I for sure thought that. That's good. Yeah. So. Maybe. Yay! COVID made people cancel their surgeries. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But Who yeah, knows? I'm really excited. Four pounds total. Four of pounds tissue. of titty. <laughs> yeah, four night. pounds of titty <laughs> getting taken off. Very excited. God, that's just like hanging from your body. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so gross. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I remember reading an article of like how much like breast tissue weighs and like how you carry it. It's like carrying mm-hmm. like an extra 30, 25, 30 pounds sometimes, depending on how big they are and like what, how your body is built. And it's just like, oh my God. No wonder mm-hmm. all of us are in pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I was making like a, like a, like an Amazon don't, don't come for me, but like I was making an Amazon <laughs> wish list of, of shit that I should get before my surgery. So like yeah. I need to get sports bras that are either like zip in the front or like clasp mm. in the front. I got to make sure I have like button ups and like zipper hoodies and stuff. Cause I don't have any of that kind of shit because I don't wear button up things. Yeah. Cause they don't because fit. <laughs> m- m- my boobies are falling out of them. <laughs> so and, and those stupid zip up bras don't say don't stay zipped no. up if your boobs are over a certain size like they'll just exactly unzip. I have had that happen to me in the gym <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my god and I was like fuck and they're really hard to like get zipped back yeah. up like you have yeah. to excuse yourself <laughs> it is not pleasant Oh, yeah, how exciting though. But I was I was making that list and I was like, oh, I should get an ice pack because like, you know, like my back is probably going to be feeling a little funky. So I should get like a new ice pack. And then I was like, wait a minute. It might not be because the main cause, I mean, aside from the fact that I sit like an asshole, um, a good majority of my back pain comes from my boobs. Mm hmm. And, like, I've heard stories of people waking up from, like, a breast reduction and then being like, oh, my God, my back pain is gone. Uh, and I'm just like, uh, sounds <laughs> fake, but I want it. <laughs> so, <sighs> fingers crossed. Speaking of other maybe not so exciting news. <laughs> I don't know if it's exciting so or not. Just speaking of, it's just all right. Changing the topic. Um, you'll notice at the top of the episode we did not say we were screaming about Star Wars, cutting uh, our fists or things. Yeah, um, we've kind of realized that we like barely talk about Star Wars on the podcast, <laughs> and it's I mean, like for like a year now, <laughs> like yeah. And we talk a lot about, like, other nerd stuff and just, like, general news and issues that we think are important. And, I mean, most of it revolves around social justice and and horniness, let's be real. Um, (laughs) So uh, we'll still talk about Star Wars. Like, I definitely, I mean, it's a big part of our lives and it's a big part of, like, our pop culture awareness, I think, and just in general, too, like, of the 
in the society in general. <laughs> like, I definitely want to be able to talk about like the last two aftermath books. I haven't read yeah. them yet, but like, I know that I definitely want to talk about them on the pod. Um, yeah. Do you I'm mean like the shadow? The um... or not aftermath? Oh not- my god! Uh, yeah, um... <laughs> I don't read any of those books? What the? I was, fuck? Like, I was like, I know you're not talking about a Chuck Chuck Wendig books. So uh, no, but- Chuck Wendig has me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, the alphabet squadron. There we go. Wow. Shadow books. I don't know. That was like, <laughs> like the weirdest slip ever. I don't want to read any fucking aftermath book. I tried the first one. I did the audio book because a lot of people said listening to the audio book was a lot easier than actually reading the book. I got like maybe ten minutes in, and I was just like, I can't do this. It's it so me- bad. It took me over a year to read the third book. I had to, ch- I had a, to check that. Bo- well, I got it from the library. I checked that book out like six times, <laughs> like Jesus. in a row. <laughs> wow. Cause I was just like, okay, I didn't finish it. Didn't finish yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's real bad. But yeah, no, no Chuck Wendig books. No. Alphabet Squadron. Al- Alphabet Squadron. Right. Alexander Freed. Yes. <laughs> That Rogue Padron had on had on for an episode. I know. I, I want to be wild. I want to finish the last two books so I can actually so listen to the episode. <laughs> I keep telling myself. I keep telling myself I need to fit. Honestly, like no offense to us, the reason I really kept telling myself I'm like, oh, I want to read the next two Alphabet Squadron books is because I wanted to catch up with Ro- on Rogue Padron. <laughs> Not yes. because I was like, oh, Jess and I need to talk about this, but mostly because I was like, I just want to listen to Robot. Same. And uh, Book Wars Pod covered yeah. one of them. I don't know if they've covered the third one yet, but I couldn't listen to, I haven't been able to right. listen to Book Wars Pod because I'm not up on the books either. Right. I'm like, I miss listening to podcasts with my friends right. on them. <laughs> and like, I just, I want to get to getting to listen to Saf talk to Alexander Freed. I know. <laughs> They kept that secret for so long. They did a good job. They did. They did. I knew, but it's fine. Of course you did. (laughs) I did not know. I'm not in the in crowd. (laughs) My my best friend is a what the fuck is their number? Rogue Uh, Nine. Sorry, Ash, if that's not your number. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember. I think Ash is Rogue Nine. Shit. If anyone knows, if anyone knows, <laughs> you can write or call in. Uh, you can write or call in. But we what won't What the care. fuck kind of show are we? I don't know. We're turning into not a Star Wars podcast anymore. It could be anything. Apparently. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we're we're kind of branching out into yeah. not just that. Uh, we yeah. have some new logos and yeah. stickers coming that are being designed by our lovely friend Katrina Dennis at Katrina mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, and we haven't seen like the, the mock-ups yet, but mm-hmm. I know Katrina's artwork very well. And I know that they're going to do an amazing job and I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's going to be more personalized. Like yeah. shit. We have a fucking brand. Like, <laughs> We are putting our faces on it. Like people are going to be like, oh, yes, Lousy Beautiful Town, Jess and Abby's podcast, rather than, oh, this is a podcast that has Roast Eco on it. 
Like, (laughs) not that like Rose Tico doesn't mean the world to us and that the heart of this podcast is still around that. Yeah. I'm going to put my fist through that fucking lousy, beautiful town. I'm inserting the fucking, obviously, but she would have said that. So (laughs) it's there in spirit. Let Um, Rose say fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, because, you know, communists and. Yeah. anti-capitalist and et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's kind of the heart of who we are yeah. at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh my God, that's so wild to me. I'm like trying to think of our friends' podcasts and like none of them have their faces on there. So maybe we are like a little narcissistic, but that's fine. Oh, I Ben knew that. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, bitch. We love ourselves sometimes. Oh no, that's a topic tonight. <laughs> we should we try to love ourselves as much as we can. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about pop culture, a lot of mental health as always, public mm-hmm. health and healthcare as always, uh social justice issues, what else? Whatever the fuck we want, really. Like yeah. this, is the, this is the Abby and Jess show now. <laughs> I mean, not Seriously. that it wasn't. But. Right. <laughs> But like I feel um, like we've we've kind of gotten in like we've gotten a good a good niche within yeah. like the folks that listen in in that they like we know at least that you know the people that are in our Patreon Discord like obviously they want to you know we they want to hear about Star Wars and stuff like that but you know it sounds like from what they have said they really do value all the other episodes too so I think like we found ourselves like a good niche of listeners where this will be fine. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like some of our best episodes, mm-hmm. we're talking about Star Wars, but we're talking about a lot of other things, too, outside mm-hmm. of that and, like, the, the bigger implications. And then also, we're just not talking about Star Wars sometimes. <laughs> right. Right. And so, I don't know. I think it makes us a better podcast for it. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, a little bit of rebranding. Hopefully, yeah. by the time this – no, it won't – the logo, the new logo won't be out by the time this is out um, mm-hmm. But shortly after, hopefully, and then we should have <laughs> been fucking saying we're going to do merch for like two years. <laughs> we will finally have new merch as well. <laughs> uh, just in time for uh, Celebration Anaheim 2022, right? <laughs> God. Oh, God. <laughs> so like a year yeah. from now, a little yeah. less than a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, we haven't recorded since the dates were changed and all that shit happened, have we? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. We didn't really talk about it. No, we didn't. Are you going? I mean, I'm planning on it. I don't have um, a ticket um, or a place to stay. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just like, I'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, Yeah, because the hotel block thing came out and I was just like, fuck. I don't have the mental energy to do that right now so okay yep um the only reason i think that i got in a room in one of the hotel blocks is because i'm in a room where we already had a room and so they opened Mm -hmm. it up early for the people who had one before i guess Mm -hmm. and literally i think that's the only reason because i think we were just kind of like whatever (laughs) like star wars is not on the brain right now we should see if brooklyn is going Cause then I'm just going to be like, bitch, I'm in your room. Even if I have to sleep on the floor (laughs) or we can cuddle. Just throwing that out there. I would say you can just stay at my house, but you would have to drive. 
like yeah, I don't minutes really, every day. I don't, I don't really want to drive. <laughs> no, me either. I live here and I'm not staying at my house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's what happened in when uh, it was Celebration Chicago. Like, I could have just stayed home. No, and that's terrible. I drove forty five. Right, drove forty five minutes there to and from every day. But I was just like, no, I, I want to be able to like stay out late with my friends and drink, and I want to be able just... to go take a nap in the middle of the day. Too. Yes, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um. So yeah, that's what we did. We booked a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um. And we we booked a hotel room. It was just me and Chris, and we booked a room that had two beds. like we say it was just in case like you know if anybody somehow last minute needed a room or something went wrong or something like that um but then we just used it to (laughs) he slept in one bed i slept in another it was like the best (laughs) night of sleep i'd gotten in months (laughs) oh god amazing yeah um we started our podcast like two months a month yeah. before the last celebration. Yeah. So much has happened since. Holy I shit. Know. <laughs> Isn't that wild? God. We're completely different people. I know. We really are. I'm going to have brand new titties. Like, <laughs> holy shit. I have brand new titties too, but for a different reason that I won't disclose <laughs> on the podcast. No, I didn't get implants. Well, that's for the Discord. Anyway, <laughs> or the Patreon, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, should we um, talk about Loki? Yeah, so we're we're going to talk about... We're not fully going to talk about Loki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Loki led us to some thoughts <laughs> some appropriate some not yes um we were we are gonna have like a full episode on loki uh yeah because he deserves it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of other things that we need to talk about i think uh in regards to that show um yeah but i think something that like you and i have been talking about just like offline I don't, I don't know a good way to phrase yeah. that, um, is how, okay, spoilers for Loki up to episode, what is it, five? Five, or, yeah. Five. Okay. So if you haven't, if you haven't watched episode five, up to episode five, stop listening now. Yeah, bye, see ya. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long this conversation is going to be, but see yeah. you later. Anyway. Bye. Um, so one of the things that was revealed in episode five is that there was a huge Nexus event uh, when Loki started having feelings falling in love we don't you know big mm-hmm. question mark uh feeling a certain way about his alternate universe alternate timeline self sylvie mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. i read i forget what who wrote this article it was somebody was it the director I don't. I can't remember if somebody interviewed the director or somebody that worked on the show like contributed mm. to this article. But and I can't remember the article. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about this piece, but I'll I'll link it in the show notes when I figure out what it is. Actually, it might be in the Discord. I feel like somebody posted it. I feel like Suara is the one who posted this. Hold on. Oh, good lord. I'm. This is this is real great. Um, good content. yes so actually it's a marvel post what 
Oh, damn. I don't know who Rachel Page is. Mm. So anyway, uh, Marvel.com posted this <laughs> on June 30th. Um, the the Loki inside the decision to have him fall in love with another version of himself. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like this article is very much talking about how like, you know, Loki has so much self-hatred and self-loathing mm-hmm. and just his whole premise of like being an antagonist in the in the current MCU is very much about like being feeling less than and needing to prove himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, feeling like he was never good enough because because Thor and because other reasons because he's adopted because blah 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 go down the list right and Start so to have issues yeah lots of dead and, and, and then his mom dies and it's like and then he's got mommy issues and, and then like, his, amongst and then his, us and then his dad dies and then and like, like who's amongst us and then he dies <laughs> like which is our future <laughs> so it's it's this whole thing you know around like why this uh, this nexus event is caused by him falling in love with a version of himself and it's, it's just so yeah. meta and so like i don't know about you listener but me and abby have been going through a lot of self-love and identity issues uh over the last few years uh <laughs> um I guess I'll just leave it at that. Uh, (laughs) And just like with WandaVision, I think just kind of (laughs) tapping on the pulse of grief and like the state of the world and also my Mm -hmm. personal life. um, (laughs) And then having this show kind of be like something that like we've been in discussions about and how we're feeling Mm -hmm. as well about like learning how to love ourselves and learning how to accept ourselves and what Mm -hmm. that even what that even means and um i was just like what the fuck marvel why are you coming for us like with (laughs) these new shows these disney plus shows it was just like okay we gotta talk about this so anyway as you tweeted the other day once what was it once i cause (laughs) a nexus event by learning to love myself it's over for you hoes yep (laughs) Because that's what's going to, that's what I imagine, that's what I want to imagine happens. Like when you get to a place where you are able to genuinely say like, I love myself. And even if that's only for like a day or even for like an hour to just sit there and be like, I genuinely love myself. I feel like a Nexus event has to happen. Like, yeah, I choose to believe that. And then uh, Owen Wilson is going to step through a doorway (sighs) and be like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow i think my gummy is kicking <laughs> i should have expected that still did not expect it anyway um but we've talked in the past i mean sonia renee taylor's book is like uh, our we love that bible. book so much yeah it's our bible um you know god what the fuck is the title the full title it's the body is not an apology and then the subtitle is... Oh, there's a subtitle that's mm-hmm. I'll edit this out because we're so interesting. <laughs> we are... Sh- oh, my God. We're the most interesting people. It's ever. The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love. And 
I think, too, we've talked in the past about, like, the difference between – I mean, you have definitely talked in the past about the difference between self-love and self-esteem mm-hmm. and even, like, self-acceptance and how, like, we've talked, like – do we, is that even necessary? Because it just adds more guilt to like, why, mm. why can't I love myself? Why can't I accept myself? Why can't I think I'm good, a good human being, mm. you know, just for being, just for existing. And the fact that like, we have, I don't know, I feel like I'm a shitty person a lot. Mm. <laughs> mm. I know that's my, my dumb broken brain telling me that most of the time, but like, the fact that I feel like I, I still, I always fall short of that. It makes it worse. It's almost Mm -hmm. like I, how, how am I ever going to get to that place? And what I love, I mean, what we've talked about in the past is what we love about Sonny Renee Taylor's book is that it's not just about you Mm -hmm. finding that it's about the system and the society that you live in and the environment that you're in allowing for that and how that's not possible for a lot of us in mm-hmm. the current state of where we live. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think with that, like a huge thing for me was getting that understanding of like, it's not my fault. Yeah. You know, because like like you were saying, like you spend so much time being like, why can't I love myself? And then you get you feel guilty, which is really covering up shame and <laughs> stuff. Bitch, we're going there. You're, <laughs> a lot of the times when you're feeling inappropriate guilt, you're not feeling guilt. You're feeling shame. Unpack that shit. <laughs> and then you like go into a shame spiral and stuff like that. Yeah, and you're ashamed just, for feeling ashamed. All right, <laughs> and then you just like I fucking hate myself because it just never ends. Um, but then, kind of realizing like we live in a system, we live in a society um, <laughs> that makes it in like you were saying impossible for us to love ourselves, and like tries to squash that at any given opportunity to be like fuck. Okay. I have something to blame it on. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting. So I'll talk more about this in a second. But I had to take two classes last term. One of them was about like health behavior models and theories, basically how you're able to build a public health program so that you can change people's behavior. So it's a lot of mm-hmm. like weird psychology and actually has a lot of like uh, parallels to sales. And I was like, fucking mm-hmm. hell, man, because <laughs> you're mm-hmm. trying to convince somebody to use something that they don't need. But then in this case, pu- it's public health. They need it. Um, right. Or at least whatever government is in charge thinks they need it. Um, and then uh, I'll, and then I had to take another class, which we're going to that's going to be a whole other topic that we're going to talk about really mm-hmm. quick, too. <laughs> um, but one of the things around that was. um What's going with this? Oh no, that's the guppy. Oh, your pout was so perfect. I was like, fuck, I had a really good point and I just completely lost it. Oh my god. Systems prevent us from liking from loving ourselves. Um. Oh, so there's something around like your look. There's there's a behavior model that's around like your locus of control, basically, which means you can have an internal locus of control or you can have an external locus of control or you can have a combination of both, depending on what the situation is. And if your locus of 
control is more internal, you feel like you're in control of your outcomes in life. So mm-hmm. you um you think that you feel like you're responsible for like your health. Like so like I believe that is within my control to exercise and eat really well and blah blah blah. And so, you know, a you know, a, a public health program that's designed around that is going to help focus um on encouraging individuals to like embrace that and be like, yes, mm-hmm. I can do this. This is within my control. If you have a more external locus of control, you are looking from outside in, seeing your environment as like, hey, uh, this is affecting how my how I can live my life and things that I can do. And one of the things that uh, is, I guess, is interesting to me is that if your internal locus, uh, most of the time, internal locus of control is associated with like, um, you know, positive changes, mm-hmm. um, which I'm annoyed by, but <laughs> that's a whole other topic um, because that's not possible for everybody, right? Like right. we, I mean, refer back to the, I think it's like the second or third part of our fat phobia episode with Meg mm-hmm. um, and just how eating healthy is not possible for some people. Exercising right. is not possible for some people because of the environment that they live in and because of who they are racially, uh, with, you know, their gender, whatever, like their mm-hmm. economic status. Um, and so if you have too high an, of a internal locus of control, it can lead to depression because you feel like you are responsible for everything that's happening in your life, even if you are not. and and then it creates a shame cycle because you're constantly like well i'm responsible because i can't fucking afford a house and that's the american dream and i'm a failure because i'm in my i'm in my mid-30s and i still don't have a house but the reality is i'm never going to be able to afford a house because the system is set up against me (laughs) like i don't have generational wealth like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't have the ability to just like snap and have like a down payment in Southern California like that. Like I had to pay for college by myself. And so that's where all of my savings went (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I still have loans even on top of that, you know, like it's things like that, but it's like, Oh, I feel like a garbage person because I'm not as successful as like society says I should. And that's my fault. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you're having an external locus of control, at least, or you have a more balanced view on that, it's like, well, Maybe I'm garbage because I'm bad with money, but <laughs> what's really the problem is that the system is set up so that I cannot afford a house because mm-hmm. there's this, this, and this against me. And it's also not healthy to have two external locus of control because then you're just like, well, nothing's my yeah. problem. Like right. I can just act however I want and it's not my fault. And that's not okay either. I always tell people. Or I always tell kids there are three major things with that are actually within your circle of control. It is your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. Everything else, mm-hmm. fucking can't do it. So like if you're then just deciding to go down the the path of like whatever, I don't give a fuck about anything. That is something that is in your control. <laughs> you can give a fuck. I promise you. <laughs> Giving a fuck is part of your internal locus of control yes (laughs) excellent full circle anyway um i don't really remember where i was going with this it's it's relevant to radical self (laughs) 
that's just kind of how tonight's gonna be i think yeah <laughs> we have no well, notes just, we have nothing <laughs> no no we have nothing we're just going off the top of our head i think uh, i think a lot of it we got here because we were talking about like barriers to self-love yeah um and that's part of it too is like getting stuck in that shame cycle of oh my god it's my fault why can't i like myself um and that's some fucking bullshit self-love is really hard i well you also have it because i bought it for you um i have the um your body is not an apology workbook Mm -hmm. and i've been using it with my group at work my lgbtq um adolescent group and they hate me for it uh because they don't they don't want to love themselves um Sorry, I had it and I couldn't reach it. So I was okay. over a bunch of shit on my <laughs> I was just saying that my kids hate it when I make them do stuff about loving themselves because they don't want to. Um, but I've been doing, I've basically been going like activity by activity and kind of, you know, redesigning it to make it work in a way that I know would be my kids would be responsive to. Um, and it's been really, I've seen changes in the way they talk about themselves and the way that they like correct each other in group um, of like, Hey, that's actually not your fault. Like, you know, this is because people in, you know, people outside of your control are inflicting this upon you and stuff like that. So it's been really nice. 10 out of 10 would recommend a lot of it. I feel like, like the way the book is written is geared towards like body image. Mm hmm. Um, but you can easily, cause like Sonia Renee Taylor's big thing is it's not just if you live in a fat body or a thin body, you also live in a white body and a queer body and stuff like that. So you can look at the body as a whole because a lot of them, you know, like at least with my kids get tripped up and being like, I have to talk about my body image. I'm like, not necessarily like, you know, there are other parts of you that are your body that we wage body terrorism on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been, that's been really good. I've that's seen so good, good changes with my, with my kiddos. That book don't seriously, love themselves. <laughs> not the, not the workbook necessarily. Cause I've read the introduction, but I haven't started. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't have the no. time I want to dedicate to this process. Yeah. And some of the shit that she is asking for in there, I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how am I? How am I supposed to sit there and just think about that and then just go to work? <laughs> like what? Right. <laughs> oh, and then I make kids do I make 14 to 18 year olds do that for two hours for an hour and a half. Hey, you know, every Tuesday. Start, a, start them young because <laughs> yep. I am not in the practice of thinking this way about myself. Like, for example, let's see. This workbook is fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um so one of the one of the things that <laughs> stuck out to me is um taking out it's called dump the junk and it's basically Mm -hmm. thinking about all the ways in which you consume media and like how that's affected you and you're so one of the things um in here is like the first step in detoxifying our relationship with media asks us to deep dive into our own history, thinking about its influence in our lives and blah, blah, blah. And uh, looking at like your earliest impressions uh, mm-hmm. that media had on you. And it's like, what is your earliest media memory? Was it a song, commercial movie or something else? And what about the images, ideas or messages made it memorable? And then I think 
Oh, I thought there was there was something in here about think about like what was happening mm-hmm. around that time and like why this might mean something to you. Like, did you see like a fat character on TV and like your mom or your aunt or even your dad, whoever, some older person that you love and respect was like saying something negative mm-hmm. about that person. And then you look at yourself and you're like, well, I look like that person. So you mm-hmm. just you mean this about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And or I mean, and it could apply to anything. It could apply right. to anything that you look like, anything that you I like rep- are are visually representing about your identity. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like fuck. That is that's mm-hmm. like four therapy sessions. <laughs> for yeah. <right> there. <laughs> yeah, because like- I I remember I did this activity with my kids. Um, like later on, it talks about like what messages did that like seeing that on a screen or hearing it in a song or whatever Mm. um what did that what kind of messages did it send about you um and then it also asks what kind of messages did it send about others yeah so then you're like then having to challenge implicit bias and stuff like that but then it also gets into um who wasn't there who wasn't mm-hmm. represented in this. And if it was you, cause like maybe somebody's earliest media memory has nothing to do with like seeing, like being like, Oh, I see me. Then it's asking you to think why? Yeah. Kind of thing. And then it's like, Oh, oh. It's, in- it's interesting <laughs> because I feel like, I mean, I'm one of the founders of SW rep matters, but I feel like I've really gotten away from that viewpoint in like, mm-hmm. I still think that representation matters because Mm -hmm. obviously, especially when we're young, like we're just sponges for that kind of social information and Mm -hmm. that social context. And that really leave that imprints on us for sure. And, you know, like I have noticed a huge difference in how I think about exercise because I don't follow all those fitspo people Mm -hmm. on Instagram anymore. And I'm like, everybody I follow is into drinking and smoking weed and like, (laughs) having you know mental health and that's like that wow so the the social media you consume Mm -hmm. really does take a toll on how you view yourself because you know and I think I think it's interesting that I've just kind of like organically felt like I needed to get away from that conversation because it's it matters but it's it's what is beyond that Mm-hmm. that really counts mm-hmm. it's like like you said like why weren't these people there mm-hmm. in your formative years of consuming media and that answer I mean that's people's dissertations <laughs> like that yeah. th- that's people what people study you know and and analyze constantly and it, what it comes down to is because it's not white male and cis mm-hmm. and thin or fit or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. It's not the white supremacist ideal. Right. Whatever that means. Yeah. But kind of tying and... it back into Loki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could talk about self radical self love all the long uh, day. Um, oh, yeah. uh, every, again, everybody needs to read Sonia Renee Taylor. Everybody needs to watch her like Ted talks. Also a fantastic, a resource for self-love and shame and vulnerability is Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her. She had uh, on her episode, her, uh, her podcast, um, 
I don't even remember. I don't remember what her podcast was called. Oops. Um, I don't either. But on one of her pod, she's got two. Um, on one of her podcasts, she had Sonia Renee Taylor on as a guest, and it was incredible. Amazing. It was like, whew. there was like a huge. I can't. I need to re-listen to that episode because, like, there was this quote that Sonia Renee Taylor had said. Like, she had said something, and it was just, it, like hit me with a ton of bricks. Unlocking us. That's what Brene's podcast mm. is called. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. View the transcript. Oh, sweet. You're smart. I know. <laughs> By the way, Sonia Renee Taylor is fully on Patreon now, I believe. Oh, is she? So if you're, yeah, I don't think that she's posting on Instagram or. Fair. I don't think she was really ever on Twitter. Yeah. But. I, I think she's like, I'm getting paid. <laughs> Which Hell yeah. Good. So Sonia is talking. Uh, she's saying, so now what's true is that we also recognize in this system that there are some of us who will never get there. We have bodies that will never live at the top of that ladder. So what we spend our lives trying to do is figure out, well, what can I do? Well, I can lose 10 pounds here. I can affect my tone so that I sound more white. I can, there are all these things that we try to do. I can subscribe to rigid rules around gender and I can do all of these things to try to understand my place in the hierarchy. And Brene says, so to climb up the castle ladder and Sonia Renee Taylor says to climb up the ladder of bodily hierarchy, what radical self love invites us to do is to divest from the ladder, to recognize that the ladder is only real because we keep trying to climb it. All of us collectively. Oof. Holy shit. See, when we were talking about like how, do you remember we were talking about, I can't remember if it was a Patreon episode or if it was like a real episode, a real episode, (laughs) (laughs) a public episode. (laughs) A real episode. I'm a real episode. As opposed to a fake episode, uh, which... I don't know. <laughs> high, high thoughts with Abby is a segment. Woo. Let's just say that. Anyway, um, it just reminded me of like how we were talking about the, it's the self-love, self-esteem thing where it's like, why can't we just be? Why can't we just throw away yeah. the the like, I guess there's like a, a ladder hierarchy situation there where it's like lo- self-loathing, self-hatred, mm-hmm. uh, self-acceptance, self whatever self-love and it's like no that's not what self-love is that's why right she titled it radical self-love right <laughs> you throw out the fucking ladder yeah <laughs> oh here's oh. another really great part um where is it oh there it is uh Brene said you say that self-acceptance is used as a synonym for acquiescence and sonia says yeah and Brene says you're not interested you're not interested in self-acceptance. And Sonia says, I don't want to be accepted. I want to be loved. If you have the choice between love or acceptance, which would you pick? (sighs) So then like, she goes on to say like, acceptance is an innate word. It's an inner word. It does not do anything. It stops there. It just lays there. I accept that. There's nothing, literally, there's nothing. It's a passive term. Love is an active term. It is a thing that makes you get up and do something to change something to shift. 
It creates its own momentum. I want for the world a love that changes shit. That's what I want. I want us to love in a way that disrupts, that destroys that ladder. Acceptance won't get us there. Whew. Ooh. Jesus and... Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like how? how so when you... I, we've talked about like when the, um, uh, when they're, so during last summer, like when there were, I mean, tons of protests around Black Lives Matter and we were like actively trying to get um, uh, like anything to happen, uh, anything, anything that was a sign of accountability for these police, these police forces, essentially, and, um, you know, police officers that had killed people like what and what does that look like and I remember us saying that like I mean so many people were like arrest you know arrest the officers like put them in prison like fuck Mm -hmm. that you know and we kind of had this thought of like or this we kind of like hinted at this conversation that we were going to have at some Mm -hmm. point about how it's so hard to kind of like wrap wrap your head around that want and that conversation because the whole point of like defend the police and abolish the police is that you don't like even, you know, this, the, the guilty white man is not a part of that system. That system shouldn't exist at all. And so it's like, how do you reconcile that with like being happy for people being arrested and charged and, you know, this false sense of justice happening and like, and Mm -hmm. kind of like what, how how this could be different and like what it would look like if we didn't have that if we had like an actual way to have justice and not like fake justice american justice mm-hmm. and that's where like sonia renee taylor's like self-love comes into that it's like like that quote that you just read is like acceptance doesn't change anything love mm-hmm. is like what changes things and it's like you have so much radical self-love that like you don't not only do you not want to get shot by the police or be in prison, like you don't want that. You don't want that for anybody. Like you want, right. you want a, in a, a completely different system, which is what abolition is. It's about wanting a system that where, where that would never happen in the first place because right. we would have dealt with, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have police because we wouldn't need them. Mm-hmm. And, Sonia Renee Taylor's big thing around radical self-love is that that's how we get there is through radical right. self-love. And it's very, it, it, it could seem like it's this very like, well, you just have to, you know, it's, it could be very like woo woo, like, you know, self-help book, whatever, mm-hmm. like just the wellness communities. Right. <laughs> like, you know, a meme or not even a meme, but like a graphic on Instagram that you would see, but what that entails is like completely overthrowing and rebuilding what we have now. And that is scary. Yeah. It's a fucking nexus event. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm like, I'm still scrolling through some of this shit, like briefly reading some of the things that she's saying. And it's just like, Oh my God. Like everything. Yes. It's just like, how, 
I am literally a mental health professional. <laughs> so I is mean, Brene Brown, and she had her fucking jaw yeah, dropped during you know this what? entire episode, too. Like You're absolutely right. <laughs> like, this is like, this is what, this must be what self-actualization feels like. Or this like fucking Nirvana. Like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like, I cannot fathom, at least right now, mm-hmm. I cannot fathom getting to this point with my relationship with my body like whether that's like my physical body or you know other parts of my body that make me me um i just i can't imagine getting to this place like i can get there like when i'm feeling really shitty about myself and then i take a step back and being like okay well what in particular do i feel shitty about who is upholding that idea Mm. um And then usually it's easier to come down from now, like come down from and get out of the shame spiral before it happens. But like, I just, I can't imagine how did, how do you come to terms with all of this? Like, how do you just like sit there and be like, Oh my God, this is why I'm going to love myself. And this is how, and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to challenge all of the system. Like, literally challenge all the systems yeah that sounds really daunting to get to the point of self-love to have Uh to do that to fucking throw out the ladder and that's but that's the only way any of these things any of these changes are going to happen and the fact that like i mean you're a white woman like the Mm -hmm. fact that you could get something out of that as a white person it Mm -hmm. you know that's it's it's one of those like all rising tides lift all boats or whatever, but it's Mm -hmm. in a so much more meaningful way because it's like, okay, if we can overthrow all the systems that are keeping like the most oppressed of us down, there's no way out of that. Like there's no way around that always going to be on the losing end, no matter, even if fucking things are reformed, there's a losing end there. Um, The fact that like the same thing that can do that Mm-hmm. is us thinking about ourselves differently in this radical way and like er- everything that we need to do to have both is mm-hmm. it's the same and it's just like I don't know that's really beautiful to me <laughs> and really like yeah it's 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 hard to it, it's overwhelming and it's like hard to think about but yeah oh my god like I think like this it's wild to kind of go from this journey of like self-esteem yeah that's what I need is self-esteem to then oh no 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 like okay that's hard so maybe self-acceptance I can I can learn to accept myself and accept like the flaws or like the things that I don't like about myself and then being like that's not enough (laughs) yeah like and I demand that we change everything else out here because I don't, that's not enough for me. Right. This is inconvenient for me. Fix it. Yeah. Fix like, the fucking world. This is homophobia. <laughs> like that's like, that's legit. Like what yeah. you're saying, you know, that's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Cause it gets to a point where it's, you can only do so much as an individual. It gets to a point where there's so many of these other forces outside of us mm-hmm. that, are keeping in keeping us in this place of at most self-acceptance because let's be real there are very few people that can have self-love in this system (laughs) and 
that's a, a low form of self-love because it makes you put everyone else below you. But anyway, um, there's a word for that, isn't there? Somebody, some language has a, has a, 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 a word for that kind of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's like, it, it is very much so the system is designed to gaslight you. Yeah. And so it's gaslighting you into believing like, oh, you just need self-esteem and you just need self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And because then that puts the, the, that puts the blame back on you. Yeah. Why can't you do this? Well, yeah. it's because self-esteem is bullshit because it's fleeting mm-hmm. and it's never consistent. Self-acceptance is not enough. <laughs> self-love. It doesn't change anything. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not just self-love. It has to be that radical piece. Yes. Because the radical piece is what comes in when it comes to, all right, so I have to, in order to help me love myself, I have to challenge the systems that keep me from doing so. That's the radical part. Yeah. Um, that's just, there's a, lot, there's a lot there. And there's so much a, a show about a white man. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's what triggered all of this. Like us, us having this conversation around is like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So, I mean, like, okay, so it started with being like, holy shit, like, basically Loki learning to love himself is what caused a Nexus event, (laughs) which is hilarious in and of itself. Yeah. But, like, if you do sit there and think about it, there are very clear differences between Loki and Sylvie. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they are both a variant of each other. And... So there's a lot of things about them that are the exact same. (laughs) Yeah. And so I don't know. Like, I okay, so I understand there's a lot of people out there that are like Loki Sylvie. I get that. Like, Mm. you're just not into the, like, whole they're basically the same person. That's fine. I kind of feel like if you've ever masturbated and enjoyed it, you can <laughs> have that opinion, but you know, whatever. Like whatever. you wouldn't do it. Like you, you, if you are a person who enjoys sex, like you wouldn't do it. Come on. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> there is a very like wide gap between lust and love. Let's be real, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all in the same. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's something that's really beautiful. I think is like, looking at another version of yourself, but then also realizing like that is also me and learning and seeing those qualities and loving that in that other person. Like the fact that he says you're amazing. I was like legit crying. I was like, yeah, cause you're amazing too. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at yourself. Right. Like that, there's something really beautiful about that. I think whether you, want to ship it romantically it could even be platonically because like you know i have a very i have a very deep love for you jess but it's not you know i mean it could be romantic (laughs) you know i say that with my partner sitting right next to me (laughs) he just waved (laughs) um hi chris (laughs) you clearly can't hear what we're talking about No. no no um But there's just something so beautiful about, like, seeing something in yourself, essentially, Mm -hmm. and being like, I love that. I love that. There is, oh my god, I have to find it, because this is relevant. Yeah. So, here's the thing. (laughs) 
my hyperfixation lately has been Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I. <laughs> Nobody noticed on Twitter. I am, Nobody. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I am too much. I am absolutely too much. Um, but. Sorry. I lost my train of thought because I'm I'm looking for what I'm wanting to say. Anyway, um I my hyperfixation right now is Dungeons and Dragons, which also means that a hyperfixation has become watching actual plays of Dungeons and Dragons. I know, fucking shut nerd. the fuck up. I'm a fucking nerd. I get it. I get it. You're going to shove me in a locker. I get it. <laughs> I welcome it. Um but I've been watching uh, this uh, actual play show called Dimension 20 and there is a um, there is a uh, one of the campaigns is called Fantasy High uh, and in season two these like two characters get together a, a player character and an NPC um, and there's some like really beautiful things that they say about each other um, like because like, so the DM is a fucking asshole and is like making people challenge like their inner thoughts of themselves and like <laughs> put seriously to be oh absolutely <laughs> I want to play a campaign where Brennan Lee Mulligan is the DM for the free therapy yeah like how <laughs> um, but like they're bi- like challenging the biggest insecurity of like what if what if uh, you can't love yourself? Um, and what if that mean that if you can't, doesn't that mean like you're unlovable? And like they say that so both of them end up saying something along the lines of like, um, well, then I hope that they can find some quality in me that they love. Um, I wish I can find the actual quote, but I can't. And it's <laughs> making me really upset. Where the fuck is it? Okay. Okay, I found I found it. I found okay. one of them. <laughs> Where one of the one of the characters says, um, just because I am yet to find such a quality in myself does not mean that someone as brilliant as Figaroth couldn't find something in me worthwhile. And there's something about that in in getting to do that for yourself. Yeah. Like there has to be they're essentially the same person, right? Like that's that's the idea. They are variants yeah. of each other. So Loki would have had to have seen some of his own qualities in a new light and love that in Sylvie, which would then translate him back to loving, like learning to love that about himself. And like, what the <laughs> fuck? Who gave Marvel the right? I'm billing Marvel for my therapy now. Good God. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Like, how do I don't you- know. I, I, I really like it makes me happy that this that article that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, like, talks about that, like Loki falling in love with a version of himself, Loki learning to love himself, yeah. because it's like that means there were conversations like this in that room. Yeah. It was intentional because I feel like it's, sometimes yeah. we, 
Marvel and Star Wars do things they don't realize they're doing it and right. how good it is. Like I guarantee like nobody was like, "Hey, like uh let's think about Boba Fett and how he relates to the diaspora." Right. <laughs> like, right. Identity. Absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> like, what that me. Right. Like nobody thought of that and intentionally wrote it like that, but I feel like that's happening in yeah. the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Yeah. At least at least for WandaVision and, and Loki. And Loki, uh there's a lot of ways that Falcon and the Winter Soldier fell short, but we can yeah. talk about that at another time. Yeah, <laughs> it's another conversation for another time. But yeah, I mean like but we're not just seeing something that really truly didn't mean to be there. Like they were like Loki's going to learn to love himself in this show. And it's going to be through an unconventional way, but this, his glorious purpose to learn to love himself. Burdened with glorious purpose has so many other meanings now. Oh my God. Sonia Renee Taylor, we're like making merch for you right now. Like call us, please. Let's get get you on here. Yes. Oh my God. I would die. I would literally be deceased. I would just sit there and be like, I don't, I just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Honestly, just please. Um, And then I was also like, while we were, I, I was thinking about this while we were talking about like kind of talking about like the, the systemic issue with radical self-love and how learning to love yourself is also learning to challenge and destroy the systems that make, make it impossible for you to love yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I was like, holy shit, they even did that too in Loki. Like that was the attempt to kill the timekeepers. Oh my God. And do whatever with the TVA, you know, like to, take out this oppressive um i mean sylvie literally calls them fascists yeah uh in one of the episodes but like this brainwash people and take away their identities okay okay one of the other things that we talked about was the fact that sylvie through her powers is giving the 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 you know the variants a part of themselves like gifting it back to them so that they can see what they are outside the fucking oppressive system. Jesus Christ. I want to oh know. My- I need to know if like Kate Heron has read Your Body Is Not an Apology. Um, we're calling Kate Heron's published PR person. <laughs> we Hello? just need to know. <laughs> like that's the only interview question we have. Like that's it. It can be a five minute podcast episode. Like, I just need to know, did you read Sonia Renee Taylor's The Body is Not an Apology? Or have you, like, heard of her work and stuff like that? Because, I mean, again, people could be like, oh, this is just how you're interpreting it. But no, that that Marvel article says, like, this is an active thing that they were thinking about in the writer's room. And they went and did editing around that. And when they came back from filming before the pandemic, they were like we got to make it look like this because this is the trajectory that we're going towards. Mm -hmm. And what the fuck? Like seeing footage and seeing like, Hey, this could go in this direction. We're going to write this entire show differently than what we originally thought. 
or maybe not we don't know how differently but right that's a big fucking component of this right. <laughs> like wow that's incredible it just shows that that should be our natural state of being yeah and not this yeah like the fact that that's that is touching something in us i'm i know we're not the only ones that don't mm-hmm. that are that feel that way you know mm-hmm. like <laughs> fuck fuck <laughs> but i think that and marvel a uh, marvel cinematic universe tv show would be making me think about and reevaluate re- my relationship with myself yeah, and what then the, the world and how that needs to look so that I can truly love myself. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I'm, like, having visceral feelings right I know. now. Like, I'm feeling things in my chest. I get a little teary-eyed. Right? I'm feeling, like, yeah. Who? that's powerful. I know. And I know that some fucking fanboy is going to be like, Loki was lame because Mm, it was too weird. And it's because you don't listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope, I hope, like, I don't say it, like, I I don't say this to be like, "Mm, because we're so important or anything like that. But, like, I hope, like, maybe if people weren't feeling that way before, like that they are feeling that way about it now. Yeah. Um, and like thinking about like how powerful that is to try and internalize and like having the same feelings that we're having right now, because I feel yeah. like everybody deserves to have that because yes. it is really, it is a really beautiful feeling. Yeah. To know like that that is possible and that is what we need to do. That's like what we should be working towards. That's, yeah that can give us meaning if we feel like we don't have any yeah. no matter how fucking depressed I feel. I can be like, well, even if I don't feel like that's achievable for me, the same steps that I need to, to do to make sure that that's achievable for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like if that's a motivator for me, like Ooh. it's the same steps. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you can all bill me. <laughs> I am able to take um, Medicaid and other state insurance. Um, the only private insurance I can take is Blue Cross, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and Aetna. So <laughs> once I get my LCSW, I can see people with United and Cigna. But you know, Great. y'all can bill me <laughs> for some free therapy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. no, I'm just kidding. This. No, you're not. <laughs> no. no, but like something like it sits really good in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's that's the kind of shit that I miss with Star Wars. Yes, like there, I have had a lot of Star Wars moments, and that still exists where it mm-hmm. sits really good in my heart. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten one in a extremely long time. I feel like we haven't really been given the opportunity to have one. Maybe it's in the Alphabet Squadron books. <laughs> <laughs> Just haven't gotten there yet. Right. But like, I don't know. There are things that I love and things that make me feel good, but nothing that's like, oh. 
And honestly, Marvel didn't used to be that to me. No. I mean, there are a lot of things in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that do touch me in that way. But it's a fucking 22 episode per season show. You know, it has the space to do that. And it has seven seasons. And so, which I still have not finished, even though I have an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. Oh, my God. I'm just really don't want it to end you know (laughs) like I didn't watch the last season of um Breaking Bad for like two years after it aired (laughs) I didn't want it to end I knew it was gonna be stupid but anyway um Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been that for me like Mm -hmm. they just do that emotional the emotional heart of the show they do that like wow like you're Mm -hmm. a part of this because you have experienced this and you are experiencing this if you're Mm -hmm. somebody but Star Wars has usually been that for me. It's, yeah. you know, usually been like, okay, like I like Marvel. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I have this one show that that gets me, but you know, it's an, it's a niche show quote mm-hmm. because it has the, the highest ratings and viewership of all the <laughs> Netflix shows. But anyway, um, like Star Wars has, has been like a huge emotional thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly feel like part of our like diversion away from like fully being like, this is a Star Wars pod, like Lousy Beautiful Town, a Star Wars podcast is mm-hmm. because we haven't been able to identify or I don't want to say f- emote onto because mm-hmm. I feel like there's, parts about like bad batch mm-hmm. and like the in the mandalorian the season mandalorian seasons that have resonated with me emotionally like absolutely like mm-hmm. sobbing crying because din yeah. has to say goodbye to his child ah. <laughs> um but it's 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 not hitting me in the same way yeah. as wandavision and loki have yeah there's something like way layered there that yeah i never expected to see right (laughs) like it's really weird it's a very weird feeling um and honestly like normally that's harder to do with with like things that are in a modern setting sure yeah i think to so I think one of the main reasons we can talk about this in another episode, but I think I'll stop after this. One of the main reasons is because like Loki and WandaVision are set in these very weird mm-hmm. fantasy settings. And so you can put these like analogies and like, you know, more universal like thoughts and truths and themes like mm-hmm. in situations like that, where typically Marvel has been in a very modern setting where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is like, Captain America down the street or Spider-Man lives in fucking Queens in school, you know? Um, And you would think that that's why Star Wars is able to do it is because it's in this fantasy setting. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. Are they, is that not something they're interested in doing anymore? Right. (laughs) like the Boba Fett stuff of season two of Mandalorian really got me for, I mean, we talked about it at length. Why? Right. Like just his identity uh, in the universe and Tamara Morrison's identity. <laughs> like, but like, yeah. is this how it's just going to be? We're just going to be talking about Marvel shows forever <laughs> because Ooh. like, <laughs> because well, it's, people are it's, being allowed the creative freedom to yeah. do this. And, like, people are coming to the table with 
with these experiences, with these ideas, like, you know, like coming to WandaVision being like, this is a really excellent opportunity to process grief. And this is how, and also like coping with grief and with loss. And this is how, and then coming to the table for Loki and being like, this is intentionally going to be about radical self-love in some way, shape or form. And I don't feel like anybody is coming to Star Wars with that. And if they are, then they're being turned down or it's in some sort of content that we haven't consumed yet. Um, (laughs) By us, I mean like us specifically, not like content hasn't come out and... Right, 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 right. (laughs) Like we just just haven't read it or we haven't watched it or something like that. Um, But like I know... I know George did that. Like, I don't want to give George Lucas any fucking credit anywhere, anytime. The man can, he can shut the fuck up and eat his spaghetti. Um, and <laughs> sorry, George, and your resting passive SI face. <laughs> that man always looks like he wants to die. Speaking of radical self-love, I think. Right. <laughs> Even George Lucas. To, to George, yeah. But like, he, he did come into Star Wars like I know he's the one who's who created it god of course but like he came into it with like not just storytelling concepts but also psychological concepts yeah like Um, the the idea of family star wars is about family Family. and found family and i mean he fucking like had nazi allegory (laughs) like in the fucking empire like there was clearly like a bigger vision right and people often like are like, oh, George's, a lot of George's work, or at least George's early work in Star Wars, is um, based off of, like, the work of of Joseph Campbell. Mm -hmm. And Joseph Campbell was essentially, essentially, like, a a Neo-Freudian. So, like, he followed and, and understood and deconstructed and all sorts of stuff like that, the workings of Freud, and then, like, you know, made it his own and stuff like that. Um, and then George took that and created Star Wars, like <laughs> used it as a basis to create Star Wars. That's why Star Wars is so fucking Freudian. Yeah. Um, and I think that that makes it something because, like, I'm thinking of all of my mo- my Star Wars moments where it's like that, and a lot of them come from like the original trilogy, mm-hmm. comes from the Clone Wars. And there's a common denominator there, and I don't like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but, but yeah, like a lot of those moments come from a very clear, intentional. This is what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, and how can the story serve that yeah. rather than just having having the story, letting the characters serve that? Yeah, which you can get a lot of really good storytelling out of that. But it's even better when it's like characters you know and love. Yeah. They're driving the story. But what's really driving their story is this greater thing. Yeah. This greater theme. Glorious purpose. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) But I just, I don't feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like Jon Favreau is coming to the table with that. Yeah. I feel like Dave Filoni might. 
Mm-hmm. He might have he he has some of that, but I don't he, think he knows how to execute it very well. No, and it's just the same thing over and over and over and over again. And, and it's also like I feel like he has the right i right idea, wrong bitch kind of thing. Like right <laughs> idea, but he has no idea how to effectively do it. But then also won't listen to anybody else because he's Dave Filoni. Why why would yeah. he need to? But he's also done a lot of really good emotional exactly. things where it's like, okay, I know it's there. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're so close sometimes. Yeah. 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 You are so close. But yeah, like, that's really been... Marvel has really hit it on the head with WandaVision and Loki. And, like, I genuinely wholeheartedly believe that these two shows are the best thing to come out of MCU. Mm-hmm. I know you would disagree and say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, but you know what, though? Like, they do it in, what, less than 10 episodes? Yeah. Because they are intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, that big, that powerful and that beautiful of a story can be told in 8 to 10 episodes. Or less than even. This is five episodes. Yeah. And we've already. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we have a lot of like Loki content that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. outside of this that, you know, he has a history. And right. he has comic books that they're able to draw off of. But. Right. Yeah. It's just that's that's incredible storytelling. That's the kind of storytelling I want to see more of. Um not this basic ass like yeah we know we're trying to go for the emotional moment here like we're no we're trying to make you cry and it's just like the biggest cries i've had to a piece of media lately are like wandavision and to some extent loki it hasn't made me cry quite yet like wandavision did but like (laughs) like it made me cry not because you knew that this was like a tearjerker scene but because of what it meant yeah Oh, so good. So good. And so weird. And so It's sexy. so weird. <laughs> I love that yeah. you are slowly, you become a mall fucker. You now understand the Loki thirst. Like. Dude, I don't. 2021 has been a weird year for me. Um, I am constantly having to rethink my every woman ever and people named chris <laughs> and i don't like that shit at all i really don't i wish y'all could see my face right now because it's despondent yes it um <laughs> but there's something about loki kneeling the way he was mm. Collar around his neck. Oh my god. Hands in his lap. <laughs> that man has done this before. Yes. He and has. I was just like, maybe I'm a switch. <laughs> but also there's the Neil. <laughs> and <sighs> and the god. the knives and the the crown thing headband. God damn it. Oh, there's a lot there. <laughs> and then there's Loki, soft Loki that sings to Sylvie oh. in Asgardian. Yeah. It's beautiful. 
and who just wants to be friends with Owen Wilson or maybe is in love with. (laughs) Yes. That was also a fantastic ship. (laughs) I love seeing the memes that it's like, Mobius in this ex in this episode and it's the the picture of that um person who would put a sheet in front of their garage that said welcome home cheater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. There's just yeah. More of this shit, please. Yes. God, there's still two more episodes or just one? Two, I believe. Two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll ha- definitely have to talk about we're going to talk about it at length cuz there's yeah. a lot a lot in there as much as we love the loki sylvie shit there's also some ickiness there oh yeah for sure i'm not um, like oh not like God. in the sense of like oh it's incest more like right it's i'm too fucking high i can't okay <laughs> i'll cut that out and we'll cool. yeah. address this another time another time when we're sure. actually talking about loki anyway um tell me about that class I feel like we should save that for another time. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Don't fucking tell me about that. I don't give a shit about your class. It was more about how academia has no idea what to do with millennials because all of us are just like, we don't want to work or live to work. And uh, I don't trust my fucking boss to do right by me. Uh, huh. <laughs> Yeah, I think no, that needs to be a whole knows. episode in and of itself. Yeah, I think so, too. I've already, I've already been too vulnerable and processed <laughs> too much shit for, for one day. Our our Twitter bio now also includes, like, just two hoes trying to process their trauma. And, I mean, that's <laughs> really what this podcast now is. Our 50 minutes is over. <laughs> yep. Yep. That, that 90% war also includes the war inside our own minds. <laughs> oh, God. Seriously. Uh, um, but, yeah, we're going to talk about the millennial experience in another episode. That's a really good episode to have, actually. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Anyway. We're so smart. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Look at us. We're producing really. And I don't mean. I'm not saying this sarcastically. Like, we're producing good content. I'm just saying. <laughs> We have a lot of great inspiration. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's something that's something that feels really good is I'm always proud of the content that we produce. Same. Yeah. Same. That's something that makes me feel good. I'm always proud of the podcast that I am a part of. Yeah. Speaking of which, go listen to Royally Screwed. It's really good. Yeah. If you've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and are interested in doing a rewatch... Go listen to Project Tahiti. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell um, but yeah, we'll talk about the millennial experience another time. Uh, we're going to go record a High Thoughts with Abby boop, episode, if that wasn't clear for how fucking bad my recall is tonight. <laughs> and that is also considering that you probably didn't hear the 10 minutes of us researching <laughs> things silently. <laughs> On both ends. <laughs> Just to prove a one small dumb point. Uh, that's because I cut that out and edited it out for you. Yeah. I really wanted to leave it in, but you know. No. <laughs> Not interesting. Ten minutes of silence. Anyway, we're going to end it here. Uh, I know we have a giveaway. I just can't. <laughs> like, maybe closer to celebration, I can, like, really focus on Star Wars things. But I just don't fucking care about Star Wars right now. I don't care about giveaways. Like, I'm just like, yeah, that maybe Yoda's been staring at me for how many months now? But right. we're putting it off. I'm sorry. Whoever entered 
will still be counted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. So don't yeah. think that it's going to waste. Right. It's just we don't have the mental emotional capacity for it right now. No. So sorry. Yes. But um, but yeah. You um, could Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh. I don't even remember what I don't even know what I was going to say, to be honest with you. Were you were you taking over the hosting duties and closing us out? I think I might have on accident. <laughs> um subconsciously. You're just you just want to go there. Yeah. So you can find us on Twitter at LBTpod. You can send us an email at lesbeautifultownpod at gmail.com. We have a PT on. P-A-Y-T-E-O-N. Speaking of, James is going to be hanging out with me tomorrow. I'm so excited. Oh, really? <laughs> Patron James, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's in town. I get to I get to meet him in person for the first time after being Twitter friends and now like a podcast patron. Oh. I think we've been Twitter friends for like seven years. Wow. Or eight years. Yeah, it's a long ass time. <laughs> That's awesome. But anyway, um, Hi, James. Thank you. <laughs> I, ho- I hope we had a good time by the time this comes out. We didn't. Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, we have a we have a Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash lousy beautiful town pod. Uh, try that. Town. And then if it's not, <laughs> it's uh, cut off the pod and it's just lousy beautiful town. We are a professional podcast. I posted a, I retweeted a thread about professional podcasting today and how much money they should charge and make uh, their ridiculous, like crazy rates. And I was like, fuck, we do this for free. But then this is kind of why we do it for free. (laughs) It is indeed (laughs) patreon.com slash lousy beautiful town pod. Okay, great. Not getting that uh, professional uh, producer situation or host situation happening here absolutely not we do everything ourselves including plan the content which clearly we do not anyway um where else can you find us no Uh, you should go to our patreon become a patron oh yeah yeah, yeah. a one dollar level a five dollar level and a ten dollar level um, and you have access to the Discord on all of those levels, yep. and that's where it's at. Honestly, like honestly, who cares about the other Patreon. What else do you get, even as a Patreon? <laughs> like, I don't fucking know the Discord that we don't that. have. <laughs> uh, the live show that we were supposed to do when we reached a certain amount of patrons, and I mean, we played Dream Daddies and we watched The Mummy. That's we. we that was last year. We, we haven't done anything oh. since then. And we also have not made any new merch, so yeah. Sorry, um, we're but, working uh, on it. So yeah, don't donate at the three or five dollar level. If you do donate at the three or five dollar level, like thank you. You don't have to. You can bump no. it down to a dollar. Oh yeah, you really don't care. Um, but just know that like we are we're paying we're trying as we're creating merch. We are using the Patreon money at this point. Yeah, we already paid all of our hosting fees. We're using it to pay artists to create things yeah. for us at like. I don't want to say market level, but like industry standard yeah, level yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like yeah. not discounted friend rates is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> but anyway. right, right, right. Yeah. No, we won't take discounted friend rates. Yeah. So and um, we will tell you if we think that's too low and you should ask us for more money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This we is will true. give it to you. <laughs> um, but that's where the Patreon money is going mm-hmm. right now is, mm-hmm. is trying to pay honestly, 
people of color uh, mm-hmm. and folks that are femme presenting or mm-hmm. non-binary at the, or, or like, or trans, mm-hmm. like just non-cisgendered people. Yeah. Yeah. So. But also in a, even at the $1 level, you also get uh, access to our, our Patreon episodes our Patreon episodes. Oh yeah. And those are really fun. <laughs> um and we have a little segment on there called High Thoughts with Abby, which is we what we are going to record after this. Um, which is why I'm too high for the yeah. real episodes. Yep. Because I <laughs> ate my gummy probably too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's where uh, I give high thoughts and usually it's just me teaching. Because I, I don't know. I like to talk about shit. Yeah. And I'm going to be the student this time. Yeah. Uh, and then we also did for the new year for 2021, we talked about high thoughts with Abby. I think it was a list of 20 things. Something along that, those lines. That w- if you would have told us this happened in t- early 2019, we would have been like, yeah, fucking right. 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 <laughs> but they literally happened in 2020. <laughs> like, no joke. Like, it, it happened. And it ha- makes sense in context. Yeah. The Biden merch team got out a fly swatter <laughs> within like an hour of the fly landing on Mike Pence's forehead. <laughs> what? <laughs> that feels like it was like 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, no, the people that are wearing masks on the entire West coast of the country are not wearing them because the wildfire wildfires that are turning the sky red and making it look like hell. Uh, that's for the pandemic that's currently happening. Not the uh, fires. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's no the kind of deal. content you can, you can look forward to over on our Patreon if you so choose. Yes. Um, Abby, where can people find you when you yeah. want to be perceived? <laughs> <laughs> when I want to be perceived, you can find me on Twitter at Abby M. Cecilia. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. Um, you can also find Abby at RBM Cecilia. No, it's not me. <laughs> I was Jess. I feel like we didn't talk about this last time we recorded and I had to bring it up again. <laughs> Also, RBM Cecilia is the OG Arby's fan. <laughs> like, I'm just going to put it out there that if you're yeah. talking about Arby's now, you're like years late. Yeah. <laughs> been you're on so that. 2000 and late. <laughs> what? Meanwhile, we are 3008. All right. Get on our fucking Arby's level. OG yeah. Arby. I'm Cecilia. Anyway, um, thank you for listening, or I'm sorry. Uh, welcome to the new Lousy Beautiful Town that's not really that different from the old Lousy Beautiful Town. It's, it's just that the- we're owning our shit now. Yeah, and we're not being like, well, we're kind of still a Star Wars podcast because we said one sentence about it. Like, okay, fuck that. We're, we're not. <laughs> like, yeah. But if you, if you, well, we'll still talk about Star Wars if that's why you're here, which if you're still here, that's not really why you're here yeah. um, at this point. But thank you anyway. And um, with that, fucking <laughs> love yourself. Because, because we're going to do high thoughts, and that's all I have right now. And that, and you should find some- Sonia Renee Taylor money and then learn radical self love. Yes. And buy her book and listen to her podcast, all the episodes that she's been on of any podcast, really. Yeah. But that, that Brene Brown. Yeah episode that we'll link. Anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.
We can move on. Okay, sorry. I was like trying to remember what I wanted to talk about for my class. I'm very high. I'm oh, sorry. yeah. You can take it. I will continue to look for it if you want to continue okay. thinking about what you want to talk about. I have to write it down, or I'm gonna fucking forget. <laughs> so go ahead, go ahead. I'll just edit this out. Okay. Or we can leave it. In. <laughs> it's just like dead silence for <laughs> like ten minutes. <laughs> might happen (laughs) this is high thoughts high thoughts time now